Hey everyone, thanks for joining me on the First Press Podcast for Kids. I'm Miss Beth, and I'm going to be telling a story from the Bible today. Then I'll ask some questions you can talk about with your family. I'll share some things I learned from the story and end with an activity your family can do together. So let's get started. This week's story is from the book of Acts, chapter 8, chapter 16. Long ago, the far-off city of Philippi was a lot like other cities. It had a marketplace to buy food. It had a place of worship where people could pray. And there was also a jail. And one dark night, the jail in Philippi was filled with prisoners. Two of the prisoners were Jesus' followers, Paul and Silas. What happened was that Paul and Silas came to Philippi and preached about Jesus. Maybe you remember me telling a story about a woman named Lydia who met Paul and his friend Silas by the river. She listened to what Paul said about Jesus and became a Jesus follower. And then she invited Paul to stay in Philippi and tell more people about Jesus. But not everyone was happy about that. You see, one day, as Paul and Silas walked to the place of prayer, a slave girl from the marketplace began following them. This slave girl had a spirit of evil inside her, and the spirit made the girl say things that annoyed Paul. This girl followed Paul and Silas around for days saying these things, and finally, Paul turned around and said to the spirit, In the name of Jesus, come out of that girl! And the spirit left the girl. That sounds good, right? Except the people who owned the slave girl didn't think it was good. When the evil spirit was in the girl, it helped the owners make money by telling the future. People would pay the owners to hear what the future was going to be. And now that the spirit was gone, people wouldn't pay them anymore. Their easy way of making money was gone. So they dragged Paul and Silas to a judge And they told the judge that Paul and Silas were foreigners and troublemakers who were causing an uproar in the city. And the judge sent Paul and Silas to jail. So the soldiers led them to the jail where they were met by the jailer. He was in charge of the jail. He locked up the prisoners and made sure no one escaped. The soldiers said to the jailer, These two men are troublemakers. They've been walking all over our city causing problems, and that's not allowed. So lock them up and make sure they don't escape. The jailer locked them up. He snapped chains on their wrists so they were locked to the stone wall. And then he pushed the door shut with a heavy thud, locked it with his key, and went away. I don't know what you would do if you were in jail. I think I'd be pretty scared. I think I would just keep quiet and hope I could go home soon. But not Paul and Silas. Paul and Silas were Jesus followers who weren't going to let a little trouble stop them. So right there in the jail cell, chained up to the wall, they began to pray and sing worship songs to God. And they weren't quiet about it either. They prayed and sang loud enough for the other prisoners to hear them. And they kept it up all night long. Then, around midnight, an earthquake rumbled beneath the jail. It was so violent that it ripped the jail cell doors right off their hinges and pulled the chains from the wall. The jailer, who had been sleeping, woke up. He saw the doors of the jail wide open and he thought all the prisoners had escaped. Oh no, he said, everyone has escaped and I'll be blamed. He was so afraid of what would happen to him, he thought it would be better if he just died right there and then and he pulled out his knife. 
But before he could hurt himself, he heard a voice. No, don't, the voice called. It was Paul's voice. We are all still here. No one has escaped. The jailer was so relieved. He called for torchlights and checked in all the cells, and he could see that all the prisoners were there. He rushed into Paul and Silas's cell. You have saved my life, he said. I am sure the soldiers would have killed me for letting prisoners escape. You saved my life tonight. What can I do to be saved forever? So Paul and Silas told the man all about Jesus, the Son of God who died and rose again so that the jailer could be forgiven for his sin and welcomed into God's kingdom forever. Then the jailer believed in Jesus and was baptized along with everyone in his family. This story from God's Word, just like all stories from God's Word, speaks to us because we are God's people. Stories from God's Word do speak to us, and I wonder what this story is saying. One way to understand what God's Word is saying is to talk about it with other Jesus followers, and that's why I always ask questions after the story. The questions help you talk about the story with your family, or whoever you're listening with. So don't forget to add your own questions and talk about them too. Here we go. Question one. I'm sure God could have kept Paul and Silas from being put in jail. I wonder why he didn't. What do you think? Question two. What do you do when you are scared or stuck in a hard situation? Why do you think Paul and Silas chose to pray and sing when they were stuck in jail? Question three. Can you think of any other Bible stories where something bad happened, but God turned it into a good thing? Has God ever done anything like that for you? You know, one of the reasons that God uses stories to speak to us is that the people in the stories are often just like us. When we hear about someone in a story that is like us and we see how they get along with God or how they follow Jesus or how they don't follow Jesus, it helps us know how God wants us to live. This story has a lot of people in it. I wonder which one seems like you. Is it Paul and Silas? who worshipped God even when things were going wrong? Do you sing and pray to God, and are you joyful even when your friends are mean, or you mess up on your homework or a test, or when your parents get angry because you didn't do your chores? What about the slave girl, who never got to decide anything for herself and could only do what her owners told her to do? Do you ever feel like you don't get to decide anything, and that other people are always telling you what to do? Do you ever act like the owners of the slave girl who cared more about their money than her? What's important to you? And do you ever forget to be kind or compassionate to someone so you can get what you want and what's important to you? Maybe you feel like the jailer, acting important on the outside, but scared of getting trouble on the inside. Maybe you feel like the jailer when he heard about Jesus, excited and ready to be forgiven for your mistakes and follow Jesus. 
Sometimes, when you listen to the story, or any story from God's Word, you might feel like one person in the story, and then when you hear the story another time, you might think you act like a different person in the story. And that's because we're always changing and learning and making mistakes and growing. So one good question to ask about Bible stories is, what person in this story is showing me how to be more like Jesus? If we're changing and growing to be more like Jesus, then we're going in the right direction, even if sometimes we make mistakes and act like the person in the story who gets it all wrong. I wonder which person in the story is your person today. I wonder which people in the story help you know how to grow and be more like Jesus. When Paul and Silas were in jail, they worshipped God despite the bad situation they were in. You could say their motto was, worship God no matter what. You and your family can create some worship reminders to place around your house that remind you to worship God no matter what. You'll need some paper, one sheet for each person, and some crayons or colored pencils. You could use markers, but I think crayons or pencils will work best. So start by having each person name one color that reminds them of God and tell why. Now give each person a sheet of paper and a crayon or a pencil that matches their color for God. Each person colors a design on their paper using only that one color. Then trade papers. And now each person adds their color to the paper they just received. Continue coloring and trading papers until every paper has every color. And here's a couple of tips. It's a good idea for everyone to choose a different color so you have lots of colors on the page. And don't try to draw a picture of something specific. Just color. And don't fill up the whole page with your one color. Save space for the rest of the family to add their colors. But do fill up the whole page with all the colors by the time everyone has added theirs. So when you're done and everyone has added their colors to all the pages, you've created worship reminders, colorful designs to remind you of God. And you can hang them up all around your house so that wherever you are and whatever is happening you are reminded to worship God, no matter what. That's all for today, so before we end, let's pray. God, who is loving and gracious, you deserve our worship and praise no matter what is happening around us. You are holy, set apart, and unlike any other being. You are mighty and able to help us in any situation. You are compassionate, speaking to us in your word. Teach us to listen to you and to obey you. And help us to remember that you love us every day, no matter what, and that because you do, we have your power to go out in the world to love other people in your name. Amen.